The following is an actual play Dungeons and Dragons podcast featuring a bunch of nerds stuck in their homes across the country. Listener discretion is advised. We don't know what the hell they're going to come up with next. This is Call of the Deep. What are we doing, Mikey? What are we doing? What do I see? I rolled a hit. (laughs) You rolled a hit. You stabbed Hugh in the back. I would never stab Hugh in the back. Be like, stab (laughs) him from the front. (laughs) You at least have enough respect to stab me in the front. Exactly. Uh, Looking you in the eye. (laughs) Well, before we start stabbing people in the front, let's quickly go over this recap of what happened last time. (laughs) Yes. Which really isn't much. You guys made your way down to, I want to say, the deepest level of this shipwreck where you found uh, the person responsible for taking the fish idol from y'all back in the spaceship because, uh, plot. (laughs) And then probably one of the more funner parts of that whole entire session, we initially start initiative and this figure the saugan transforms into like this black armored knight and once we got the battle rolling a giant shark came torpedo <laughs> into battle <laughs> oh my gosh it was, it was such I'm a shark dive bomb birdie <laughs> nom nom no not nom nom no nom really. nom nom I oh am sorry. I, I I play him. I I play my shark more like Ron Funches's version of King Shark from the Harley Quinn. Oh my gosh! Series, which is so oh my fun. god! It's Beyonce. <laughs> I don't mean to be a downer about this. I honestly no. I am a downer. I should own that. I am quite a downer in these situations. Oh, I love Ron Funches. Is like guys. I know this is sensitive, but what the fuck did I say about using that word? Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're learning. I will kill you all. <laughs> it leaves the prison. <laughs> I will be back and rip you. I'm so happy you all here. <laughs> but yes, oh I, I shark pedoed. No, no, not pedo. Damn it. I shark torpedoed him and basically became a very big weight on his chest. But yeah, good old shark boy came and uh, landed on the chest. A fight ensued. I will say it was a good back and forth. Y'all got some hits in. He got some hits in. The tank, the paladin went down for a little bit. The fighter got in case. Not only did some of you guys catch on fire with these black flames, but good old Tydak ended up in briefly momentarily in an ice coffin. So who knows what would have happened had he stayed in there longer. (laughs) So it was a close back and forth, but of course it was our rogue fila who dealt the killing blow as she threw her uh emp dagger <laughs> like the one she forgot she had <laughs> i was I, like you got to remember <laughs> i don't think he, she threw it i think she stabbed him she plunged that's right, she in sta- she, she oh, that's right. yeah, 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 yeah. Like that that jumped up on her. What, what, what? and then he exploded into a thousand 
pieces and it was messy, but it was a great time. And once the Saogin now disintegrated, it also got rid of the uh, like shadow serpents as well. And they kind of just disintegrated before you guys got a chance to momentarily catch your breath. There was some treasure that was found by good old Dedic, uh, which I gave you all that information. So you have all that. And we ended off with a gray and ashen-skinned individual kind of coming up to Hugh and talking to him for a little bit before disappearing into the shadows. And uh, that is where we're going to pick up. Oh, and then, of course, the coffins that you guys saw at the beginning before you all began the fight melted away, revealing three uh, humanoid figures kind of just conked out and Dedek you also found a map of the three coastal cities which I also gave you that description in your notes so that after is where we're going to pick up the best thing he was a mimic <laughs> don't be a mimic don't be a mimic don't be a mimic don't be a mimic Jesus there was, there was nothing else that we could find in the room or anyone in the other rooms the otherwise right yeah after clearing the chest, there's nothing else that's in this room currently. And then I already talked to Fedin off screen. But once you guys leave this place, he's going to take the four stones with him that are creating this air pocket. Good idea. But yeah, so that's where we picked up. So can you I, guys are ask one other mm -hmm. thing quickly so mm -hmm. as we're leaving there and we're going out. Obviously, there's a hole in the side of the ship. Mm -hmm. Is there a decent enough piece of metal? that I can rip off that could be used later on if I wanted to go talk to a blacksmith or something? Yeah. I will say that there is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because this is like interstellar metal. I don't know if there's any properties to it that are different, but I'm definitely going to pull a piece off and just stick it in my pack. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, that is a good idea. Why did it sound wet? Because <laughs> it's underwater. It's outside of the bubble now. Uh, no. <laughs> that would sound more like a whoosh. Because you're pulling it. What are we in Star Trek and we're going through doors? What are you talking about? Yeah. That's like a really wet lightsaber. Yeah. <laughs> Why do I want that to be the name of the episode now? A really wet lightsaber? <laughs> I mean, you I've seen one of those great. before, but that was in another person's room. You guys are still currently in this room, so uh, with nothing else, I'm assuming you guys are going to head out swimming, back swimming, into the ocean. Swimming, 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 just keep swimming, just keep swimming. <laughs> um, I do have a quick question, Mikey. No, oh. I'm just kidding. Yes, what's up? <laughs> okay. What would be the state of my armor, considering I took some really, I had to have taken some really heavy hit to get knocked out like I did. It'd be the state of Alabama. I was thinking more of Tennessee or Arkansas, but yeah, that's probably flat, Alabama. really. Yeah, I thought it'd be like very humid inside, and you know, just kind of you know, a little pockmarked. So, no, we gotta dry up. We dried up a little bit. I mean, your armor's there to protect you, Dedic. I mean, of course, nothing is necessarily damaged too bad, but I mean. Part of it is sticky and gooey, given the fact that when the uh, Black Knight exploded all over the place, it went all over and got on everyone. 
So yeah, there, there wasn't any magical damage or magic magical like problems like like disintegrate and stuff, which would like weaken it. I think you're perfectly fine. Yes, you okay, are fine. So I, was, I was just wondering if there's like any ma major dents or any chips in my armor or anything like that. So okay. No, I, I, I barely can could hit you. you. Like, I can take my my big stick here and I just make a couple of dents. That, that, we, that way, they can have places to aim at you better if you like. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm 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 good. <laughs> okay, well, I can also take my claw hand here and like scratch my name in there if you'd like to be branded. I think he wants I guess, that. <laughs> I do not consent to being branded. <laughs> I did not ask if you wanted consent. I just said if you wanted it, but that's okay. Yeah, I'm perfectly fine not doing any damage to you. You seem to be an, an all right person to travel with. He's okay. Seeing as I just saved your life. And also, I'm very t pissed at myself that last session, Mikey, I forgot I had rejuvenating waters to give everyone the cold shower of both healing and death. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> was a good thing no one kicked the bucket last time. <laughs> Should I, I was pretty damn close. on him or just waterboard him with healing? Hmm. <laughs> yes. All of a sudden, it's just like the lights dim, be like, there's a chair. You just like sit there, just flash dance. <laughs> <laughs> Like, where did this come from? Derek, do you think you can swim or do you need someone to try to drag you behind them with a rope again? As you are quite heavy. And I don't mean that as like a, a, a knock on your weight or you know who you are, but you are wearing basically an entire kitchen's worth of metal. I would argue two kitchens worth at least. That's true. It's like it's like a big royal kitchen, is what I'm saying. You know, like two ovens, an entire sink to put things in, a drying rack made out of like cast iron. You know, all these big industrial things. kitchen. Maybe a, like three Dutch ovens, give or take, if ooh, you get some from ooh. his boots. Who needs three Dutch ovens? I mean, you're not doing that much roasting and or like baking. Like, why would you need three of them? Uh, one for a pie, one okay, for pie. some soup, soup, and then one for the pot roast. <laughs> but you can do the soup and the pot roast in the sink because it's braising. No, no. What if you it's use a the difference from the pot roast in the and you 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 make it all? Have Not if it's a cream the... soup. You've While this conversation is going on, <laughs> I'm just imagining Prince is just sticking his he head in. Oh look, and... it's the guy that didn't join us for the fight. Uh, you know, we could have used you like yeah. three hours ago. You're really proving your metal being down here. <laughs> At least Met Metal Man over here had, 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 you know, gumption enough to get into the fight. And yes, he fell down, but he got back up again like every good person should. And then and got knocked down again. Drink. Don't forget about that part, Hugh. And he'll have he a whiskey knocked... drink and a vodka drink and a cider drink and a, and a lager drink. And he'll sing songs about the good times and the bad times. And the, and best the times, times that rule. Prince just looks at you too. Sorry about that. I was preoccupied. What? What was more important than all of us, uh, you know, nearly dying? Most of us died almost twice. Looking at Derek, I so, almost died. Well, I mean, it depends on who you ask, but here's why: as he procures a little amulet, you know that mermaid and eel y'all saved. <laughs> yeah, she was kind of cute. Did you get busy with the mermaid? No, I did not get busy with the mermaid. Give me more credit, Dedek. Come on now. I'm kind of mad you didn't get busy with the with the mermaid. 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was just like, you're chastising me for not joining the fight, but now you wanted me to get bit. Never mind. Anyways, <laughs> the point being is this little pendant can gain us entry into Umberly's catch in Waterdeep, which is the temple of the sea goddess Umberly. So if we ever find ourselves there, because you decided to help her out, we have entry into it, which I'm going to keep. And he slowly puts it on. But yes, I do apologize for not being in the fight. I probably could have helped, but uh, it seems you guys handled it. Handle? I mean, yeah. Pretty roughly, but... Yeah, we handled it. But we're, sh we're still here. I guess, but I'm still here and I'm in excruciating pain. A little part of me wished it died. It, it really hurts. My body hurts. Oh. Your everything hurts. Wait, I have uh, I have a question. Mm-hmm. Uh, Emberly is the one that gave us the little mark on our hands, right? The little arcane sigil. Mm-hmm. There's is that arcane sigil. Okay, just making sure that's who who that is. Oh. Actually, <laughs> so the mark that you guys were given was the mark of Lady Lucretia. Okay, that's, thank you. Now so, I, if now you I... want to know a, more about that, you're going to have to give me a history roll, so. <laughs> See, I would if I had an intelligence, but I do not. <laughs> ah. I, don't, uh, I don't use my brain, I use my hands. Good point. So, Derek. Derek? Yes. Derek. Uh, what'd you find in that uh, good old chest there, buddy? Gonna share with the class here? Let's see. Uh, these labels are a little faded, but I think I can read them out. Uh, looks like we have three potions of healing, two potions of greater healing, and... Potion of animal friendship. Animal uh, friendship? Uh, at least, I think that's what this label says. Uh, yes. Potion of animal friendship. Um, found a obsidian cube here. Uh, looks like a rune cube, uh, but a little cracked. Uh, okay. we'll, we'll have to get that fixed. Um, looks like some naval armor, uh, mariner's armor, whatever you want to call it. Um, sounds fine. We've got a map here. Looks like, uh, some of the cities here are marked. Uh, let's see. We've got Neverwinter, Baldur's uh -huh. Gate, and Waterdeep is circled. I think all of us have had at least someone tell us to go to every one of these places. At How least convenient. once. Mm -hmm. uh, sidebar, sorry to run away there. I may have to jump off. We'll see what happens. Kirsten is not feeling well in a very bad way. They are checking with their doctor right now, but some of the symptoms could be a heart attack, which is fun. Oof. Oh, no. Oh, I don't think it is, but because they would know, but they're checking and we're, we're going to go through it. So I may have to run away very quickly. Okay. 
No worries. Life sucks. <laughs> anyway, um, yes, how convenient that uh, these three maps are to places that we were just literally told by shadow figures to go visit. Incredibly convenient in that way, as if someone is setting a trap. Well, maybe subconsciously directing us to the places they've no, already... I, I don't know if it's subconscious anymore. I think it's pretty conscious if they're making that much of a play for us. What do you think, Tydek? Oh, you're, you're frozen solid. Never mind. Um, I think he's unconscious, actually. Probably. Yeah. We'll have to revive him, but he's the one that probably got us in the most trouble seeing as he has that bracelet he decided to put on that is alerting people to where we are at all times. It's very inconvenient. They don't make arcade. They don't make fighters like they used to anymore. How did they make them before? With a little bit of brains. <laughs> yeah, that would be detrimental to most fighters in that thing then, because they would actually think for themselves instead of listening. Mm-hmm. 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 Kind of like most people that follow a, a, a set religion. Oh, Oops. religion is is poopy. No, religion is not poopy, but religion no. taken to its extremes is very poopy. Yes. I can say that from experience. Can you? Yes. Remember, I am trying to spread the word that Dagon is here. I am not in a religious order for him or her or it, but Them. I do believe that, that they will be here soon to cleanse the world of the evils that has, it has done to itself. Dedek, have you I, heard the greatness of Dagon? I think I handed you a very wet pamphlet once. You did. You did. It is the best I can do. I have found in my travels that most people do not want to engage in a long conversation about it until they either take the time to read up and understand or they are affected by it directly. So I just try to keep the idea out there the best I can and have people come to it of their own accord versus kidnapping young orphans and dragging them down to a cultist type of setting and indoctrinating them into a... Sorry, Fila. Indoctrinating them into a kind of cult of religion. So that is what they did to most people or, in my case went farther do you have do you have some trauma do you need to talk about it's okay i'm here for you buddy let, let, let's get out of the ship and i'm more than happy oh. to discuss where i have gone with things and why i look the way i do if you care to know because i wasn't always great. a shark person i wasn't always this beautiful of the of the ocean the gorgeous of all oceans <laughs> oh jeez. also okay. mm-hmm Sorry. Um, before we leave, mm -hmm. uh, I would like to look at the bodies before we take off. And let them yes. hit the floor. <laughs> okay. So, I mean, you look... So, the bodies that fell out of the coffins, uh, they're still breathing. Uh, they're three humanoid. One looks human. One and the other two look elvish. So... They're still breathing, it's just that they're, uh... Out. Out. If we had our cleric, he could spell the, spare the dying on them. <laughs> um, I, I know we're... Water breathing to get them to the surface, but I would like to try to do something that way. Sure, uh, what would you like to try to do? Uh, I would like to try to use uh, my cantrip of shape water to form a barrier around them of air from the inside and give them basically a water helmet each that they can wear as we drag them to the surface. 
I love that. Yeah. So you are able to do that, Hugh. <laughs> it's kind of like can't... that liquid oxygen thing from like uh, the, the abyss where they're like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Hugh, easily enough, you're able to use shape water to give them a helmet of air. I'm assuming y'all are going to help carry them to the surface in one yes. form or the other. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I got to get dragged back up, so I oh. could just pull on to two of them. I literally, I th- th- there's no need to drag or anything. I'm going to cast water walk, my ritual water walk on everybody that doesn't want to swim. So you That's will true. float 60 feet around up to the surface, oh. and then you'll be able to walk on the surface for <laughs> an hour. It's like uh, the end of uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Or we walk at the chocolate factory and they blast through the roof. Yeah, it's a great glass head ele- elevator, but backwards. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it really is. Okay, so yeah, so I guess with that, uh Hugh, I guess you're gonna cast that. <laughs> yep. Uh, it's a ritual, so take ten minutes and I'll cast it that way so I don't have to blow a spell spot. And then t- up to ten people can shoot sixty feet around up. <laughs> Be like, Okay, so after the 10 minutes, Hugh, you cast Water Walk. And as quickly as you guys ended up down here, you are shot back up to the surface. And you now can walk on the water. Yes, and now you find yourself being shot up. And as you land, you find yourself on top of the surface of the water. Similar to how you started this. At this point, though, where you had dived down to the shipwreck, it was still about... hmm, Early afternoon. So at this point, it is now about mm, mid-evening. So you guys went down around 3, so it's close to like 7 at this point. So it's been a couple hours. Yeah. We should find a place to either camp for the evening, because it's going to be a long uh, trek back to the the Jarl at at this point. I assume we should find a, a safe place to bed down for the evening. Yes, I think that is the best course of action. I'll take first watch. Okay. So and I'll say... Also, like, keep, I'll keep an eye on the, on the guys waking up and hopefully like we can help them out. Okay. So I'll say for the sake of it, you guys make your way back to the shore and that's where you're going to camp out. <laughs> so you get a fire going. And I find like a like a, a rocky outcropping or something so we can have our back to it. So one, it helps with the fire uh, heat, but also uh, protects us from the back. <laughs> okay. I can do the fire because uh, while we rest, I would like to use my ability from Chef and make some cook, uh, some cook treats and special food. Okay, so since you're doing that, I'll say you and Hugh are technically first watch, so everyone else is kind of just resting up a little bit. I mean, you guys have first watch, so you guys can take it away. (laughs) So I'm not clanking around. I literally just take the plates off my armor and just kind of set them down next to me in a way to where if I have to get up real quick, I can still grab my, my plates. Okay. Put them back on. I have to remember. Yeah, I think it's ten minutes because it's heavy armor for him. Uh, It'd probably uh, be even uh, longer if I'm going to do this on the run. (laughs) (laughs) 
Okay, so that's duly noted. So yeah, you, Derek, you take it off, and your compatriots are taking first watch. So you kind of just lie down and take a little bit of a rest. So Hugh and Corvus, you, the floor is yours. <laughs> so to start off, Corvus is gonna kind of dig into his backpack and start pulling out like cookware, and he's gonna look at Hugh and uh. He's gonna say, you feeling, uh, maybe some fish soup, fried fish? Uh, if you got anything starchy, maybe some, like, fish and fries. I don't have anything on me, unfortunately. I did not take stock of the, uh, the fish that were around us. I just ended up trying to take care of the bad guys, so I will eat if you, anything you are willing to make. Okay, okay. Um, let's see, do I have rations? We had some rations from the aisle before we left, if I remember. Yeah, I still have a whole day's of rations. What are rations comprised of? Jerky, dried fruit, hardtack, nuts. Oh, okay. So, um, at first, Corvus was going to take out a pan, but now he kind of looks, looking at what he has, is he's going to grab the think it was uh oysters no it was scallions not scallions scallops um he's gonna grab what he what he got the six scallops and takes out a pot and um starts to pour his water skin in and start just using what he has to make some kind of like uh fish soup and fish stock while uh we do our first watch so you yes what do you what do you make of all of this do you think we're gonna i guess for a lack of better words save the world we are but small cogs in a machine that need to do our jobs in certain ways whether we help the saving of the world or hinder it is up to the deciding of the people who actually do that thing for for myself i i I am merely a messenger and a a front runner, a herald per se, of the being that will probably save this world. So I cannot say I will do much in that respect, but I will do my best to protect those that are in my care or have sworn themselves to me and to Dagon. And run me by it one more time. How is Dagon gonna save the world again? He will wipe clean those that have been dirtied by false beliefs and also an investment in destroying the world around us, dirtying the oceans, killing the land, making profit off of it versus living in harmony. They will come from the deep and the deep will wash away all those dirty pieces and leave behind individuals that are anew, fresh and ready to embrace the world above, below, and in between. Are you implying that uh, Dagon is going to flood the entire world? I am not. I do not know what their plan is specifically. I just know that they are coming and what will happen will be clear when they arrive. Okay. One more thing. Um, I know 
you're not much of a not much of a person who likes to share too much, but we've been adventuring for a little bit. I, I've always had this question. I've seen yes. I've seen you do it a couple times. Uh, of course. What are you doing with the blood? The things you keep getting out of the corpses. I, whenever a foe is vanquished, and I then send their remains down to the deep for Dagon to absorb and to continue to take away the evil of the world. I take a piece not only to remind me of the struggle and to keep me honest, but they also come into play in some of my rituals to be able to strengthen our group, myself, and other things. I see. No, but <laughs> yes, I, I take pieces like that not only as a reminder, but also as a collection so that when I am judged or when things need to be brought, blood has a power. So that if these things are brought back or, th or someone does not believe that they were of an evil stock, I have a record of it. Do you think you're going to go to a nice place with this? Oh no. Oh no. Once my task is done, I may not exist anymore. And that has to do with what I did before this. And I ask what you did? It has to do with what I look like. What I am. I was not always a blue, shark-skinned, you would call Simic hybrid. Hybrid is the key word there. I was a half-elf once. A sailor. But when I fell into the cult that grew up around what they believe is their god of Dagon, who is not a god, but a nature, a force of nature. I was so swept up in it, I wanted to become closer to the ocean, closer to the water. So I volunteered to have myself removed and myself reborn in an image that I thought was what was correct. Hence what you see before you here. But the, I am an abomination in all of, the, all of the ways that is true to what I believe. I am basically industrialization and mastery over nature, which there is no thing. And therefore I am unpure. That was a lot to take in. That's why I don't talk about it much. It's much easier just to hand out the pamphlet and say, keep your hands dry. Kind of hard. The pamphlets are really wet. I know. Isn't that the fun part of it? I'm a, I'm a the... jolly prankster, aren't I? You are a goofer. I wish to bring joy and not fear, but most people fear the things that are hard. I've worked very hard to get away from what I was and bring bet, back a better part of everything, because we all deserve that. I hope one day I can bring you peace, friend. I appreciate your sentiment, but it will be a rare day when I feel peace. Well, you told the wrong stubborn goblin that, so now I gotta do it. I expect you'll do your own thing. You're quite amusing in that way. What do you expect? I'm a cursed goblin, and now I gotta go to hell. Not alone. Not alone. I you a long time ago. I would not leave your sight if you had to go somewhere. I am tied to you to help your curse go away, because you should not be meeting the beauty of what's coming cursed. Take it for someone who is. He said tied. 
get it died. I did. I did. I made a water pun. I made it funny. That was very funny. I will say, though, I am not as worried about you or myself as I am about certain other people in this group. Fila for one. Don't trust her? I've grown fond of her in certain ways, and I feel for her. We'll say that you guys continue to have a conversation, talk about both of you in some capacity. We can figure all that out later. And then by the end of your first shift, is your food finally done? <laughs> uh, I'm going to say no, but he's going to kind of have it in a way. Okay, so like in a grill, you have usually you make one spot for a higher heat, one spot for a lower heat. So he kind of shifts it o- the pot over to a lower heat and kind of let it, uh, I guess, thicken in a stew until basically kind of they... Yeah, let it let it simmer and sit until basically everyone wakes up so we can all eat it as a as a happy family. <laughs> oh, okay. <I> that... <laughs> okay, so Corvus, that's easy enough for you. So by the end of first watch, you kind of put it to a simmer, and then you hand off the reins to the next group of people who are going to do second watch. So. Who is going to do second watch? <laughs> I, I suppose Darek can get up for a second watch. Darek's been sleeping for a while, so I guess why not? Okay. So you two will take second watch. So, Corvus, do you hand off the reins to Dedek and Tydek before kind mm-hmm. of uh, going down to rest for a little bit? So yeah, so Tydak and Dedic, the uh, floor is yours. How was it, my angelic friend? Today's been interesting. Not gonna Same. lie, it's been quite some time since I've been in a fight like this. Definitely gonna feel this later. It definitely took a lot out of all of us, that's for sure. Last fight I had like that was, gods, 20, 30 years ago, maybe? Oh, my. That's a fight I don't want again. But after everything we've been doing, I think this is only the beginning. That's what I'm afraid of. But we have each other. We can fight through it all. Yeah, we can. And I trust that uh, I trust that the holy ones will watch over our our traveling band. I guess you can say. <laughs> I mean, we are. How are you up, Tidak? I could be better, especially after all the information that happened, all all the things that happened, all the things. That- that fight. Yeah. Oh, um, out of character, I forgot to mention this uh, when I started my shift. Um, I'm also kind of taking the time to also clean off the, the coins that was in that, uh, that leather bag. Mm. I want to examine the jewel. Makes sense. In all of my years of service, 
This was the first time I ever had to fight underwater. That was a bit creepy. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I noticed that you don't, uh, you and water don't exactly mix, do you? To be fair, it's not water; it's motion. I don't, I don't handle well in carts. I don't handle well on the on the ships. <laughs> God, because trauma with being thrown in a cart, it brings back a lot of memory, feeling, and those feelings make me. Laugh. So every time I'm in emotion, it's not a good time. I understand. And if you ever want to talk about anything since you say that, if you ever want to talk about it. I have no problem talking about my past. It's if It does leave a bitter taste, yes. But if, if someone wants to know about my past, about what I've been through, I mean, obviously, it's pretty visible with all the scars that I have. If if someone wants to know, I'm I have no problem lending them my story. If they have questions, if they want to know anything, why I truly hate the twins, I will tell all. But I'd rather tell all. Like if if it comes to it, I'd rather tell everyone in the party at once. And not just repeat myself over and over again. Because that's more times I have to live through. I understand. And then with you saying that, I, I won't ask. Thank you, my friend. I do appreciate that. No worry. Okay. So I'd like to take the time now that we have a little bit of a lull. What is... Can I examine any more of this jewel, this this crystal that I've ripped that I have left over from the imploded, from the fight from that guy? Um, yeah. So, if you want to, I would like you. Let's see. I'm gonna have you roll an Arcana check on this thing. Okay. I hope you sort. Yeah, you can both examine it, so both of you can give Arcana, so. Okay, we're rolling the, we're rolling the nice shiny black dice. Yeah. I'm not going to be much help. Uh, I only got ten. That's rough. Well, I've been combat-oriented, so some things are a bit rusty. If I'm assisting with this, does he roll advantage, or? I mean... Mm. I'm just not entirely sure how it all works. I'm, no. I'm still learning some things. No, not necessarily, because both of you are making separate Arcana checks, so... Since both of you were looking at it, I had you roll separate, so, uh... Okay. That would be, that would be a 15. Mm. Better than... I rolled a 16, and I have a negative 1, so a 15. Damn. The 1 still come and bite you, but that will be it. So, first and foremost, Vidic, you don't notice any... 
Well, I don't want to say you don't notice anything, Crystal, but there's nothing with from your studies or from anything that you can remember to kind of give you a hint at exactly what this is. Tidak, it's a similar story for you, except you have a vague memory of seeing this crystal somewhere before. And the more that you ponder it, you know this to be a manufactured thing. This isn't a natural, arcane kind of developed thing. This is man-made. And it's the purpose is to give its wielder, once it's embedded into whatever host it is, tremendous power, but it also comes at a cost. And the reason you know this all too well is because this is a crystal that you vaguely remember seeing around when you were stuck in captivity underneath the Rajani twins. But it's dangerous. I wonder if there's a way if we can find somebody. So, some kind of magic user that can use a trace spell to track the original power source back to the twins. If there's a way we can get a hold of them and find them faster. Because that would change everything. Then not only would they know my location, we could find them. We could we could we could snap back on all the tricks and traps they've been laying for us thus far, at least for me. Because they've been endangering our party. They've been endangering people that we care about. And I, I don't want that anymore. You said it, uh, it works both ways. It, we know where they're at. They know where we're at. If we can find someone who can trace this power source back, who the original creator, hopefully it's someone near the Rajani twins, or is the twins themselves, we can find their location and we can we can strategize a way to counter ambush them at every turn, or at least see an ambush coming before we become part of that ambush and are trapped, like we just were. If we can stop that from help, from harming our friends, that's what I want to do. I understand. But we're going to have to find a, a, a strong magic user. Because I know the twins. I know them thoroughly. They are strong. They are powerful. And the only way to beat them is by overcoming them. Separation would be smart. Strategy-wise, separation would be smart. Because they gain power together. That's why they're the twins. They Their powers are linked. That's yes, what I, made them so long. I know how, combined, how combined, combined powers go. But the trick would be is to take them on at a time, wouldn't it? We would need to do something, yes. And it, it's going to be a challenge all the way through. But I, I'm, I'm sure I'm confident enough that in our party, we can do something now. Because any further time wasted 
is going to be more people pain, more people suffering, more people like me suffering. I agree that we need to move fast, but we also have to move with caution. Because I have no idea who these twins are, but you do. I agree that we need to move in caution. I'm not saying we need to move out of caution. Like I said, strategy-wise, we need to come up with something. And the only way to do that is to find their location. To be able to come up with a strategy to either get them away from everybody or to use their location to our advantage. That's the this is definitely going to be an interesting fight. As you said, I'm confident for this party. Just have to see what happens when it happens. At this point, that's all we could do. We just need to stay more on guard because we could have prevented a lot from tonight. We could have prevented a lot if we were more on guard. And he was talking about how How you're not afraid to tell anybody about your scars. What were you, uh, a pit fighter of some sorts? Uh, or what's, what's the term some people uh, Gladiator? Yes, I was a gladiator, but that's not where I got a lot of my scars. You see my one horn, the one I have left? Yes. How it's emerald itself? The majority of the scars that are on my body are them ripping the emeralds that were embedded in my soul. Ripping them out and selling them. Or having their magic users convert them into soul gems. Making a profit at your expense. Absolutely. And by doing that, they took a lot of my strength. And I was just a kid. I almost died multiple times before. The trauma to my body took a lot to get over. And I'm not fully over the trauma of my body. That's why I'm hesitant to use the magic that I've come into. <clears throat> I just recently found out when my master died that I was a sorcerer. That I am a sorcerer. But my powers are weak because they took a lot of my from my family's heritage, at least, my magic source, they ripped it from me. All I have left is the horn that grows on my head still. Sorry that that had happened to you, my friend. But just know that whatever happens, you have my shield. And I appreciate that. My fellow brother in arms. When he says that, I just kind of put my hand on his shoulder and give his shoulder a, one of those brotherly squeezes, you know? Now, enough about our history. Let's strategize as warriors. Let's talk about our fights. When I was, uh, when I was but a young lad, my, uh, my instructor, he always told us that one soldier is nothing, but two soldiers 
is an army. And the man that I was paired with in my training, unfortunately, he is no longer with us. But me and him always had a saying between us. In the darkest night, when the demons call for you, call on me, my brother, and we will fight them together. You are my brother now. Your friend was a poet. He was. It sounds like he was wise to be on his years. Me and him were, uh, Gods, how long has it been? Me and him served together for approximately 10 years. Me and him fought in two wars and countless battles. Never makes it any easier whenever you talk about someone that you lost. He didn't, he didn't fall in battle. Old age caught up with. He, he lived was, a long life then. He lived a good life. He did. You with him, he probably was stronger and better because of it. I've never seen a human fight as strong as he did. I've seen a lot of humans in my time, and they've done a lot of crazy amazing things with the strength that they have. But yeah. You're my brother now. And as I kind of turn around, I just kind of point to everybody else. This here, this is this is my new family. All of you have my shield. We're a crazy bunch. At least that's what it seems. <laughs> you have a crazy Simic. We have a whacked-out goblin. We have a penguin. We have a stupid but strong dragonborn that does crazy things. We have an ASMR that can pull anything out of his ass to get things to work. We got this. Not only that, our ranger is very, very helpful with berries. Oh, yeah. And you'd think they'd have a, I don't know how everybody else perceives them, but they don't have a bitter taste for me. They actually taste kind of sweet. I could get used to those. A bit like uh, buckleberries, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, for this, I just, uh, from where we're sitting, I just stand up real quick, go over to where my, uh, my pack and my plate uh, armor is sitting. And I pull out a small bottle. I come back over and uh, DM, you you know what I'm talking about because uh, me and Prince had shared uh, one of these bottles before. Said, uh, I forgot what we said that we had named it. But from now on, I'm just going to call the, the, uh, the drink uh, Paladin's Pride. Because it's, it's catchy. But it's uh, a clear liquid, 
but the liquid itself kind of sparkles, kind of like when uh, moonlight hits uh, calm waters. So I just uh, pull the cork off of it and just kind of hand it over to Tidak. From where I come from, very it's a very important moment when brothers share a drink like this. Uh, back home, we uh, we call it Paladin's Pride. It's it is alcohol, but you'd have to drink an awful, awful lot of it to get drunk on it, because uh, we're the way we were taught in our academies to try to never get drunk because it can hamper you in case you're called to arms. So, but it's it's still very good drink. Uh, I may or may not have tried to drink enough of this to get drunk on it at a time or two, but that was not not a good day. I uh, I got into some serious trouble for that. But I want to share the strength with you. I would appreciate that. And with that, I want to take a swig. And because it is alcohol, even though he states it's low, and I, I can't, can I roll a con save? Because... <laughs> Let's just see what happens. So yeah, go ahead and make me a constitution save Even to see what it happens. Takes like thirty bottles to get drunk off of it. <laughs> this is gonna be interesting. Let's see how much of a lightweight you are. Look, man, out of character, like, uh, I, my my girlfriend's sister drinks like two white claws, and she's like, I'm feeling it. I'm a little drunk right now. So I mean, anything can happen. Anything can happen. <laughs> and then again, I'm also used to this drink. It is not, so that can also come into an effect. I should be good with the dirty 20. <laughs> oh, you're fine. Yeah, I mean, this is the first time you're having a swig of Paladin's Pride ever in your life. But I think in this moment, at least, your body, Tidak, is able to not only keep it down, but it's going to take a little bit more to get you feeling buzzed. Man, that's as smooth as weed, but as strong as absinthe. That's got a nice punch to it, buddy. It does. <laughs> With this, I also take a swig. Only place you can get this is... He's back home. Back at the temple. Did your priest make it? Honestly, I, I don't really know. I never looked into who makes it. I only asked that because you said it back at the temple. Well, back home, our, our temple's pretty much one massive community. The, the temple is about the same size of a, of a stronghold. Uh, we, we have just about everything there. It's not just 
one holy site. Uh, we have blacksmiths. We have shopkeeps. We have residential buildings. You know, I, I never really noticed how beautiful my home is now that I'm I'm away from it. I'm don't get me wrong, I love being in this this crazy adventure, but at the same time I'm also kinda eager to get home now. Especially after that last fight. Spent pretty much all of my free time training, but I never really thought about how difficult another fight could be. It's opened my eyes up quite a bit. And I take another small swig and I hand the bottle back over to Tydek. Well, even through all that, we have the strength of our allies, we have the strength of our friends now. It sounds like your community was strong one day we can build one just like that. It would be nice. The evils of the world. Well, the evils that plague us at least. I just wonder how my my parents are feeling about all this. What about you being gone? About you going out on your own? Well, uh, let's just say... Uh, where my parents' uh, position is in our community, they're always nervous about me because I, I'm their only child. At the same time, I just, I don't think they're more worried. Uh, I don't know how to say it. Not so much worried about me, but as worried about what's going to become of me. I've that's a warrior they can be proud of. I hope so. My friend. They've seen me go off to many battles, many campaigns, but they were never, never as worried as they were this time. I don't know why. It's just like Something changed in these last few years. I just want to make sure I make them proud. No. I'll live up to it. I've seen you use in the fight. <laughs> so, as you two kind of begin winding down on your shift, um, you both end up finishing your conversations, and at this point, your watch has come to an end. And so, as the two of you get prepared to lay back down and rest a little bit longer, um, Prince and Fila, along with Fedden, are going to take the last shift. So, those three kind of watch over everything, making sure everything is good to go. As you Tidak and you, Dedic, kind of get more comfortable. And you guys 
fall back asleep and you end up just going to rest. We're probably resting so, a lot better after we got a little bit of alcohol in our system. <laughs> I mean, just a wee bit, but you know. But so at this point, third watch goes without a hitch. So Fedin, Fila, and Prince, you know, complete their third watch having conversations. So across the horizon, since you are camping on the shore, you see from the horizon, you see the sun begin to make its way over the horizon line. And even the briefest glimpse of the sun begins to reflect off the surface of the ocean and despite all of the combat that you guys experience underneath the waves in this moment of stillness you find yourself waking up to a beautiful sunrise and at this point Corvus your meal has finally finished simmering so it is ready to serve so first and foremost, that counts as a long rest for everybody. So make sure that you heal yourself up. <laughs> so everyone has now had a long rest. So you are now back up at full health and anything that requires a long rest to reset has reset. So Haha, the wings are back. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Aha, everyone gets food. And I can make uh, food up for seven people. And then I will take some, like, I guess, some of, like, the leftover, like, cooked scallops that I didn't use. I'll, have, I'll save them for some cooked treats. I can hold up to three treats. And every time you eat a treat, they give um, a... Uh, they give three temporary hit points, and they expire after an hour. Awesome. So all of you guys enjoy a hearty meal, and then you begin packing up your camp, and then you guys, along with your, I don't want to say compatriots, but the three people that you took out of the ship, you guys continue to carry them. It's only a, from where you guys are currently at back to the village of Fiskerbach. It takes only about an hour's walk to get there. And so you guys travel back the way that you came through the more leveled grass terrain. And within an hour's reach, you guys make your way back to Fiskerbeck. And as you are entering the town, you just begin to notice that it's still quite early in the morning, so the residents are just coming out of their hovels and shacks, just getting the day started. And as you guys make your way through the town, back to uh, the Jarl's Keep, you just notice the same kind of intrigue atmosphere that the residents are giving, kind of looking at you guys. But whereas before it was a air of mistrust and kind of wandering eyes, the atmosphere seems a little more lightened and the atmosphere is giving off a mood of the residents being at peace and kind of 
more a congratulatory kind of atmosphere as their looks of disdain before have turned into looks of respect, given the fact that all of you are not only are still alive, but you also managed to bring back a couple people in your stead as well. Um, I got a quick question. Uh, before we had left uh, Fisker back, um, mm-hmm. I prayed to the, I did my, my prayer uh, asking for uh, assistance with the, the keep. Did any of those, uh, any of that shipping get there, considering uh, that our shipping is, I guess you can say, magically motorized? Are we just making magical Amazon Prime? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, because if you remember in uh, my session zero, um, mm-hmm. our our ships were, uh, so I guess you could say magic. So we didn't have to rely on physical uh, manpower or wind. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So as you guys make your way up, so for you specifically, uh, Dedek, and for all of you, as you guys make your way back to the Jarl's Keep, uh, you all notice that it's a lot more livelier than when you first entered into the Keep, and you guys see various warriors kind of taking pieces of wood and things like that and fixing up the Keep, as well as looking around in the small village, you see the warriors kind of fixing up um, some of the sh- houses and the shacks and things like that. Some of the wooden boats. So, Dedek, it seems that, you know, the order has uh, come through for you in this one. But yeah, so as you guys make your way into the keep, still sitting on his stone throne, you see Jarla Frostgale kind of giving orders to everyone until he notice and notices your guys' presence as you walk in closer into his v- viewpoint. And without uttering a word, he just nods, gets up from his throne, walks over to you all. And again, without saying a word, just slightly kind of bows and just kind of hangs there for a moment before piercing the silence you just hear from the Jarl. You have my gratitude. Thank you for everything that you've done. And as he looks up, he sees the three individuals that you brought back. I have seen that you have brought back a few of the missing. Something I was not expecting, but I am grateful nonetheless for it. And he kind of motions over for some of the warriors to take them, to take care of them, to see that they're fit. We will make sure that they are all right. Now tell me, what did you find of the crash site? Well, other than the blatantly giant boat that is under there, uh, we found a scary uh, Sagwin in there. Sahagwin? Yeah, the fish. Amphibian people. Sahagwin. 
Thahugan. That one. Yeah. He was big and scary. He summoned some weird black snakes. Uh, what else did we find? We found a treasure. We found a map. Found a map. Uh, what else did we uh, find, guys? Forget, uh, what was it called? Intellect Devourer? Oh, we saw that come out of someone's skull. Like... Not a pleasant sight. <laughs> no. I argued to make it into some delicious stir fry. No one was pleased to hear that. No one wants something that came out of a brain of something else. You think that, but people eat brains quite frequently. Especially cow brains. It's really weird. You can have the brains. I know I do have the brains. Anyways, I should take that as an offense. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't mean it. Or did I? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you guys. So, at the mention of all this, you just see the Jaro kind of just a little flabbergasted. And you could see that the cogs are starting to process everything that he heard in his head. All right, well, um, I find it interesting that the Saugin would even attack folk. They're usually kind of keep to themselves, so it's a little out of their nature to do so. That is interesting. It's also, it's, you said you found a map of some sort? Uh, yeah, um, Dedek, if you can... Show the Jarl. Uh, I reach into my pack and I pull out the map and I unroll it and I, I set it down next to a nearby table or desk or something. Whatever's around. Okay. So you lay it out and the Jarl takes a look at it. He kind of combs over this map of the three coastal cities. And it just... A look of worry and fear begins to wash over him, and he looks darting back at you all and says, Does anyone have a sailor or any type of water-based occupation in the group? Yes, we have someone in the group who is a sailor. But he, right now he is dealing with he's dealing with praying with his with his deity. Alright, well, as long as you have someone, but I can glad I can explain exactly what this means. The way that this is written on this map and all of the circular symbolism and the shorthand writing onto it. Th- The way that the cities are blotted out, this is a code for an oncoming pirate attack that is soon going to be commencing at these cities. I have a question out of character real quick. Uh Uh-huh. Do you know that whole... Dogs? um, That whole interaction with... um, What is it called? Uh, That hell person and them going on with Dagon with Hugh? Did we did we see that 
Or was I in Hugh's head? No, all of you saw that interaction happen, and you could hear it too. And the last thing that this gray-skinned, ashen-looking individual said is, is that if you were ever in Neverwinter, that you should stop by and talk to him. And then for you, Corvus, too, your uh, Rakshasa frenemy, friend, however you want to, also said that if you find yourself in Waterdeep, you should go to the Lucky Lady and seek him out. So at least we know we have two stops to hit. We have two important ones being Neverwinter and I believe uh, was Sword Coast. So yeah, the two important cities that have been mentioned so far is Neverwinter and Waterdeep. Yes, the Silly's uh, Baldur's Gate. Yep, and then the third location on the map is Baldur's Gate. So if we're if we're here. The closest location to us is Neverwinter? I mean, technically all three are closer to you, but if you were to return to Neverwinter, you would know how to chart the course because that's where you all initially embarked from when you set sailed for the island of Gunderland because that was the initial beginning of your guys' journey. So let's find someone who can chart the courses for us. And if we have to take our own ship, if we or if we are no longer able to get a hold of our of the original ship that brought us here, we can at least go back on our own power with our own ship to Neverwinter. Yes, because we've been there before, so we kind of know how to get there. I mean, technically, you guys do have your own ship. <laughs> we stole it, remember? <clears throat> no, we didn't steal it. We acquired it. We commandeered it. <laughs> commandeered it. It had a hole in it, so it was already broken. <laughs> Technically, if you throw something out, it's trash, and trash is discarded, meaning it has no ownership until claimed. That's not stealing, that's scavenging. Mm-hmm. Finders keepers, loser weepers. Like I said, acquired. Mm-hmm. I agree. Also, uh, uh, Jarl, I'd like to bring up uh, another thing. Uh, does Dagon mean anything to you? Perhaps uh, uh, a, a pale, uh, grayish, ashy-looking fella doesn't look like he has a good complexion, has a lot of problems, kind of short. Does he kind of mean anything to you? Uh, Jarl Frostgale kind of just shakes his head. Nothing comes to mind. Based on what you've told me, I can't think of anything. However, and he kind of ponders, there may be somebody who knows a little bit about this, but I'm not sure if they would be able to help you at the moment. That is? There is a great mage... Now, mind you, this is all just rumors from travelers that pass through or even from King Red Axe's guards when they come through ever so often. There is a great mage in Baldur's Gate that is rumored to have all the arcane knowledge at 
their disposal. But they are very selective of who they meet with and talk to. So if you're going to seek this person out, you're going to have to do a little bit of legwork once you get to Baldur's Gate to find their location and then see if they'll even see you. And then the ashy guy wanted to, if we wanted to go to him, we'd go to Neverwinter. Neverwinter. Okay, just making sure. Kind of Wayne, where we should go. Uh, and in which case, Corvus would turn around and he would look at um, Dedic and the rest of the party, Dedic and Tydak. Um, hmm. As much as I want to directly confront this gray looking fellow and my own problems too. I think we should go to Baldur's Gate first, kind of see what everyone feels like, too, and I think we should kind of get as much information as possible. It'll help in the long run. That is true, and plus, uh, that cube that I found, uh, Nate's fixing, so... Oh, and seeking a mage. So if this mage is as powerful as the Yardle makes him to be... Sure, that cube should be nothing for that. Very true. Very true, Dedic. And uh, another thing. Maybe when we get there, and hopefully the mage is a good mage, maybe we can get him to maybe see if he can tinker with that weird tracker thing on your wrist there, Tydak. At this point, it's a curse. Well, but, the thing about curses is they can be broken. So, I mean, I mean, from what from what the Rajani twins say that they can track me and they have me now because of this. If I can get it off and we can get it mess and we can get it set up where they don't know where we're at at all times, that would also help strategically with us trying to trace them back and Reverse ambush them. Great idea. The less factors we have in this whole grand scheme of things, the better. The more we have in our in our hands, the better. Maybe we can even trade the penguin for the for the mage. What do you guys think? I think we keep our penguin companion. But. Oh, man. All I got was a necklace. <laughs> if I can uh, confide in you, uh, I told him to stay out of it. For my own reason. So you're telling me you told him to stay out of the fight. I mean, all of us nearly died. We could have used the extra flippers. Yes. Derek, if I didn't like you, and if I wasn't, like, four foot tall, I would shove my fist in your ass right about now. Just say my reasons are my own. And leave it at that. I, res- yeah. I respect that, but that doesn't change the fist in the ass. I understand. So. Baldur's Gate? Baldur's Gate. I heard, I heard they have great mimosas. Oh my gosh. 
I would love to go visit the Candle Keep, which I know is in Baldur's Gate. They have a lot of information there. Oh. Oh. The good idea. Wait, is it on the way? Do we have to go an extra mile? It it is on the it is on the coast of Baldur's Gate, to my knowledge. My master's from Baldur's Gate, so that works out fine. Oh shit, we have a tourist guide too. No, no, I'm sorry, my master's long dead. No, you, you were at. Oh wait, you're not from Baldur's Gate, are you? No, I'm from Neverwinter. <laughs> so we'll have oh. a tour guide when we get to Neverwinter. Yeah, yeah, we will. Yeah, the problem I can, with Neverwinter though. Around, I can tour you around the gladiatorial rings. Always winter and never winter. Makes no sense. Winter comes and it is strong, but other than that, it is beautiful. It's all right. It's like a three out of five star, in my opinion. On fantasy Yelp. <laughs> On fantasy <laughs> Yelp. <laughs> oh all the goodness. businesses in fucking fantasy Yelp are like, please don't one star me. <laughs> Oh my goodness, I love it. Yo, if they had like a health department in Fantasyland, does that mean you can arcane sigil your own rating if someone gives you a bad one? Oh my gosh, that's an excellent question. Because <laughs> <laughs> you can't break arcane signal unless you dispel it or you are the one that made it. Oh my goodness, that is amazing. But that is a conundrum that we'll, that we'll revisit later. But so. After exchanging all this information with the Jarl, he hands you back the map and looks at you and says, and looks at the party, so not just you, Corvus, but the entire party. I believe as much as I hate to admit this, I think you should also report your findings to King Red X and let him know what's going on. That means I have to work more. <laughs> I was excited for a vacation, but then I'm not exactly excited for the boat, so I'm okay with it. Alright, if it means Tydax off the boat and not throwing up literally everywhere. Hey, I tried to stay near the edge. You've been doing a great him. job, but you still black backslash a little bit. It's kind of gross. Well, keep your small, keep your small little ass away from my tiny, my big ankles, and we'll be fine. Kind of hard when you have a big ass dragon head. Hey, hey, stay behind my tail at all times. <laughs> worst place. I feel like that's worse. So, at Tail's this point, less than arms length. <laughs> oh, jeez. And so, Jarl Froskel gives you back the map. And says, yes, informing King Red Axe would probably be your best bet once you return to Gundolin, but that is a thing for the later. Tonight, we feast in celebration for not only your success, but for also bringing back some of the missing. So you have my gratitude and let us treat you the way that we here at Fiskerback only know how to do which is with lots of food and lots of alcohol. 
Those are my favorite things <laughs> in the whole world. Alcohol. Was that, I would like to ask our Jarl if our rooms are ready. We get rooms? Well, we have been we did stay at his place last time we were here. Yeah, for a brief moment. But yeah, so Jarl Froskel while the rooms are not the most accommodating and they're not the most luxurious, you each do have your rooms. Um, unfortunately, there's only two, so everybody is going to have to kind of share and split. Yes. I forgot to mention when uh, day broke and everybody woke up, I uh, put on the plates onto my armor. Good to know. <laughs> okay. Corvus, you were going to say something? There's only two rooms, so we'd all have to kind of split the group in half and share rooms. I was going to sleep in the stable. That's okay, guys. I mean, if it would make extra room, because I'm actually a little bit bigger than Tidak. If there's a chapel or anything nearby or a temple or something, I could could stay there. Unfortunately... Think of Fiskerback as like a small little fishing village, so there's not much outside of the huts and the cabins and the keep. Um, it's relatively small per se, so fair enough, fair enough. Mm-hmm. Just like if there was like some sort of church or something, I'd have no problem saying there, but okay. Okay. So You guys make your way to the rooms. I mean, Corvus, you find your way to the stable. (laughs) Uh, You guys split into your rooms for the evening. And after some time has passed, the entire town of this, the entire village of Fiskerback, as well as the Jarl and his entourage of warriors, begin to toast to your success. And just there's mountains of food and alcohol just flowing out of the wazoo as you guys have your fill and kind of enjoy a well-earned kind of victory feast. Was the uh, the workers from Maranino, uh, are they still here? No. Or did they, they ship out whenever they were done? So once they dropped off the supplies, they kind of shipped out. Uh, they have to keep a schedule. Um, okay. They did leave you a letter. Well, not necessarily a letter, Dedic. It's more of like an invoice. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, here's your bill. <laughs> here's your bill. <laughs> oh, I also uh, do want to say this before... Uh... The, the party and everything had all started. Um, would you say that when uh, me and Tidak was on shift, I was able to clean off all the coins? Yeah, I would say at this point that you cleaned off all the coins. Okay, and uh, when we were all heading to our rooms, I was also uh, distributing the coins that I'd got. So that would have put everybody with a uh, another four gold 27 silver and 200 copper. Sweet. Money. Money, money, money. Money. Okay. So, 
all of you guys are enjoying the feast. You guys are having a good time. Some of you are getting drunk off your asses. <laughs> um, Dedek, I want you to make me a perception check real quick. Perception check? Mm-hmm. The celestial dice. Right, Wait in. Wait in. <laughs> Roll in. A uh, 15 total. Okay. So, as the celebration is in full swing at this point, and everyone's kind of. There are some people kind of dancing on the tables. Well, actually, Tidak and Corvus are dancing on the tables. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are. Hugh is off doing God knows what. Fedin is just enjoying and swapping tails with some people in the party. Also trading recipes, it seems. Well, as you take in your new compatriots and just... So, as you are looking around and you are enjoying the um, festivities and seeing your compatriots, Patriot kind of make a fool of themselves, but the camaraderie that you're getting from celebrating this, you notice that Prince is not, not seen at the moment. Uh, has anybody seen Prince lately? Nope, have not seen your little flipper friend anywhere. I, uh, I want to go looking for him. I want to know where he went. I don't know if I'm the one freezing up or if it's just Mikey that's freezing up. Mikey freezing up for anybody else, guys? Okay, so you say you're looking for good old Prince, correct? Yes, I want. I wish to look for Flipper Boy. People kind of in the streets kind of join the merriment. Uh, but in the distance, you see a familiar little uh, penguin kind of a good chunk of distance away just kind of waddling his way before to one of the streets and it seems from where you're standing Dedek that he's making his way towards the, the shoreline next to the village don't go running after him but I do walk up at a pace where I'm trying to catch up to him. Okay. okay. So I will say that you keep pace with him and then you turn the corner. You just see Prince kind of find, reaching the sandy shore and kind of takes a little seat on the sand facing the ocean and is kind of just staring at it under Neath the stars in the moonlight. Prince? Are you alright? What about the ass bag carrier? Prince, okay, he kind of just sighs. <sighs> oh, I'll be alright. What's wrong, my friend? And I sit down next to him. There's a kind of air of there's kind of like a somber air the surrounding Prince and, and without even breaking 
his line sight on the ocean. He kind of just nods and says, that was one thing that you guys did back there. Like I was telling Tidak, I haven't had a fight like that in a good 20 years. I forgot how hard it was to fight an actual opponent. But we all made it through. <sighs> did. And Prince kind of looks down at the sand in front of him. I just wish that I could have done more, you know? I know what you mean. But I had you stay out of that fight for a reason. That reason is I didn't want anything to happen to you. You're the closest thing I've had to a friend in a great number of years. And the fact that I see a lot of potential in you. I was worried that that fight might have been too much for you to take on so early on. I mean, you're not wrong. <laughs> but, yeah. I'm having a really fun time, as weird as it is going on adventures, something I never thought I would get to do. Honestly thought I would never go on another adventure. I've been <laughs> I've been stuck at Maranino for so long I <laughs> thought I was gonna die of boredom. You your little adventure now that the three coastal cities are uh Prince kind of tells you that at least you'll get to continue your adventure and sadly looks at the sand. <laughs> There's nothing to be sad about. Closest thing to a little brother I've ever had. I mean, sure, I've had hundreds of brothers in arms. I'm I'm almost 65 years old now. Never knew what it was like to actually have a brother. You're the closest thing I got to. I want to keep you safe. Well, at least you won't have to keep me safe for much longer, I guess. Why do you say that? And we report everything to King Red X. You guys will continue on with your adventure, and I will just head back here and continue to live my life here, I guess. What makes you think you won't be coming with us? Well, for one thing, I don't think a lot of people are... don't necessarily think the best of me, which is fine. I mean, I don't offer a lot anyways, but... Well, that's the wonderful thing about an adventure. You never know what you're capable of until you 
just find it. I mean, remember that, uh, I don't know if you would call it a den, but that group of Sawugan, uh, not too uh, long after you and I met up, I certainly couldn't have been able to sneak past all of them. And you quite literally snatched that artifact out of that corrupted. Quite literally snatched it right out of his hand. I don't know if I would have been able to do that. And I'm, what, two and a half times as tall as you? Mm, closer to three, but, you know, who's, who's <laughs> counting? <laughs> I'm just saying that you've got a lot of potential in you. You really do. I mean, shoot. <laughs> You're... <laughs> you can literally swim faster than I could ever hope to be able to swim. Armor or no armor. Prince kind of just nods at you, did it? So, you want me to stay, is what you're telling me. Absolutely. Like I said, you're the closest thing to a little brother that I've got. I gotta protect my little brother. <laughs> Prince kind of just smiles and says, Well, if you'll have me, I guess I'll stick around for as long as you need me. Glad to hear it. <laughs> now, uh, did you recognize any of any of those three that we had brought back from from that shipwreck? I'm I'm not from around here, so I wouldn't have any clue. It, um. They had been missing for quite some time, and so I'm kind of surprised that they were right under I'm just glad we were able to help someone. Or in this case, three someones. <laughs> yeah. Which also begs the question, though, when exactly did that Saul get want with those three down there why did he take the idol and what about that intellect devour I'm trying to wrap my head around all this and come to a conclusion I don't know it's it's hard to tell is he trying to trying to learn to use that artifact to learn to manipulate other Races? Is he trying to find some way with intellect devourers? Learn to use us as eyes within the cities or something? I, I have no idea. Well, looks like we just have more mysteries that we need to solve. Means more adventuring. Yeah. Well then, I think. Oh, uh, I do want to give you something, Prince. And in one of the pouches, I pull out a uh, 
a smaller uh, holy symbol, uh, the same one that's uh, embedded onto my uh, breastplate and shield. Uh, but this one's on a, a small chain. I want you to have this. So you know that there, there's always somebody watching out for you. Even if I don't make it from this adventure, I want you to know that you always have eyes on you. And also, with this, you'll all, always be welcome back at my home, back at Maranino. If you show someone this, they'll, they'll treat you with the respect that you deserve. moment of silence as Pritz admires the pendant and then he looks at you that I can just thank you that's the nicest thing anyone has done to me done for me I should say in recent memory <laughs> I'm just glad to have you around little brother and Prince smiles at you and says well then I think we should probably get back to everybody before they wonder where we went. Um, I'll go on ahead and I'll see you there. And with that, Prince kind of just waddles off back towards the keep. Dedek, as you are kind of getting up from the sand and kind of dust yourself off, as you turn around to make your way to follow Prince, essentially, as he's gone ahead of you, from behind, you just hear this very airy kind of voice go, I see that the child of the Baron and Baroness has made friends with one of mine. I turn around to see where the... Uh... To where the voice, uh, this voice is coming from. As you turn around, you notice that there is a female figure kind of just standing there. She is human, well, at least human looking, except that her skin is kind of a light greenish in color. Her hair looks to be made of some sort of moss with different flowers kind of embedded in it. Her clothing seems to be made of various types of multicolored leaves and branches and plant life. And as she slowly walks towards you, you can see that at the base of her feet, you just see grass and flowers begin to bloom with each step that she takes towards you. And walking seems to be less of a thing. She seems to be gliding towards you with each step. Do not fear, young Dedek. I mean you no harm. Uh, do I... Do I know who this is? You actually do from your studies. As is with most of the training when it comes to those at the temple, as boring as the class was, you did have a 
equivalent of world religion to learn about the different gods and goddesses and the pantheons of the Sword Coast. And from your recollection of your studies, you are talking to one Fontaine, Florentina Fontaine, if you will. She is a minor goddess, the goddess of nature and the life that it brings. She's basically the goddess of spring, minor goddess, I should say. And she glides closer to you, Dedek, and says, I see that you have made friends with my son. Uh, before she says that, I'll, uh, Dorak uh, kneels down uh, in respect. And when she says uh, her son, I just kind of look up and then kind of look back uh, towards uh, where Prince was waddling off to. <laughs> Your son? Yes. Prince is one of my children. Though he doesn't remember granted that he was fairly young when I left him here. Thought I sensed something about the young lad. I came tonight to see how he was doing as I do ever so periodically. But it seems that he's made friends along the way. So it gives me some comfort to know that He's not as lonely as he normally is. And I thank you for that, Dedic. I see him as my own little brother. I'm glad that you... I'm glad that you feel that way. Because I have a favor to ask you. What is that holiness? Just keep him safe for me. I wish no harm to come to him. And in return, I also ask that you'll look out for the rest of your compatriots. They don't know it, but you all have stumbled into a game that I don't think any of you are prepared to face without each other. That's also why I'm here. I came to warn you and your compatriots. There is an unbalance in the world. The powers are not set correctly. There is a great evil that is trying to make its way here. But not holiness. For with my dying breath I shall protect them. Well, I appreciate the sentiment. It would mean much more if all of you kept your lives. You cannot give any more power to him. For every soul he collects, he gains more strength. You cannot let the god of death continue his wicked games. Do everything within my power to stop the sea. And saying this, I, uh, as I'm kneeling, I bow down even further. She 
glides over to you, kneels next to you, and just kind of puts her hand on your cheek, Dedic. You have such great honor and pride in what you do, young paladin. And for that, there is nothing more I can say. But remember, you're not alone in this endeavor. Rely on your comrades. Rely on your friends. Because there will be a time where you alone aren't enough. And she kind of gives you a little kiss on the forehead. I must take my leave now. I can't stay out here for too long, otherwise they will know I'm gone. But there's... I leave you with this. And from her kind of coat, she pulls out a booklet that's kind of green in color with some gold trimming. I think it's time for Prince to awaken to his true abilities. Give this to him. And just tell him that it's a blessing from the Baron and Baroness. I'm not ready to reveal to him his true patronage. But I believe it's time he starts fully learning more about his innate ability for the magic of Blossomancy. We'll see that he receives this. So you take the book, and she begins walking away, and says, Until we meet again, young Dedic. And I'll make sure to let your mom and dad know that... Well, mostly your mom. Next time you see her, let her know that... Auntie Florentina says hi, before kind of walking off into the kind of like bushes and grove around the shore and kind of just melding and disappearing into it. Once uh, once she's actually disappeared from my sight, that's when I actually stand up. I look, into, uh, look at the book, kind of tuck it away in the pouch, and I make my way back to the keep to rejoin everybody. Okay. So you make your way there. Everyone continues to party the night away, and by then, everything begins to die down. You guys make your way to your rooms, and for the first time in a long time, you don't have to worry about some sort of force surprising you, no monsters to fight. This is the first time since embarking from Neverwinter that you all feel at peace. As you drift into slumber. And we are going to end tonight's session right there. <laughs> oh. Mom kissed you. <laughs> this has been the Call of the Deep podcast. To support us, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you download your auditory escapism in podcast form. And 
And while you're there, leave us a five-star review. Even our intrepid characters are no match for the insidious algorithm, especially without your ability to cast aid on our stats. The music in this episode was Prepare for War by Alexander Makarada. You can find all his music at serpentsoundstudios.com. Tune in next time for more hijinks from the darkest depths of the sea on the call of the deep.